uh, and I have on the line uh, Emma Corcoran. Emma, the longest day of the year, it's hard to believe it. Where is the time going? It's hard to know, hard to know Shem. It's hard to know. Um, my good wife this morning had to remind me that it was the longest day of the year and I should have had blinds open at dawn. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that was my start today. Right, okay. Uh, look, a couple of uh, stories there were winding down towards the, the usual uh, silly season where the politicians go off on their holidays and there's very little to talk about. You'd swear that news stops the minute that they go on holidays. But anyway, we had a couple of interesting <laughs> stories. Michael D stuck his oar in over the weekend on neutrality. Uh, what do you think of that? Do you think that he was right, or do you think he could keep, he should keep his mouth shut because he's the president of the country? Look, I think I have a different opinion on this to most uh, people in journalistic and political circles because I feel while we have a very clear purview that the president should be held to, and I'm no massive fan of Michael D. myself. Mm. At the end of the day he has been elected president of this country. He is literally the most popular man in the country. He is. So if, if he feels that he needs to open his mouth, whether uh, in a throwaway comment or otherwise, look, who the hell is going to take him that seriously anyway? Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I know I know what you mean. But I mean, as uh, like he is popular, You're no, uh, there's no doubt about that. You know, And people will pass a lot of heat on what he has to say. So he probably said to himself, he weighed it up. I am popular, and they're not going to run me out of the job, so I'm going to air my views on neutrality anyway, one way or the other. Absolutely. And I know he has, uh, I believe he has, sorry, um, made the point that it was a throwaway comment and apologised to the chair of the um, security the forum, uh, yeah. forum. But look, at the end of the day, we can't, I don't, I don't, I personally don't believe we can restrict the words that come out of anyone's mouth, politician or otherwise. And at the end of the day, he it, it was a throwaway comment, but a weighed up throwaway comment, because yeah. I don't believe Michael e. Higgins has ever made a throwaway comment in his life. Um, yeah. <laughs> basically, anyway, it's that matter. Um, look, it's a bit of a storm in a teacup, in my opinion, but look, at the end of the day, if the world has changed so much since 1937 when we wrote our constitution and enshrined the role of what the president was to be um, at that time in world history. Well, then, as a country, maybe we need to look at having a look at what what is the job of the president, and should our president have more of a focal be allowed constitutionally and yeah. ethically to have a more of a focal say on things. At the end of the day, um, our Taoiseach is elected by his constituency and appointed by his party, uh, or sorry, by the Aractus, um, but ultimately that comes down to whatever party is the largest in the, at the time. Um, and the president is direct, directly elected by the people. So I think we need to start looking at that. If we're going to have a conversation, let's have that conversation and not so much on the neutrality front. We know Ireland is barely a neutral country anymore. And to be frank about it, when we see what happened has happened in Ukraine over the last 18 months, we kind of have to say to ourselves, do we really want to be the neutral island on the edge of the, on the, edge of the Atlantic? Yeah. Um, because there's not a fear in hell of us defending ourselves, so maybe we need to l- line ourselves up with somebody who have slightly more robust uh, organisation or a yeah. military force. 
it, very interesting over the last couple of days I know that's interesting Fein that raised it there and the government uh, are denying it of course but it looks like there's going to be another hold up to the children's hospital uh, 11 theatres uh, uh, look like they're going to have to be rewired or uh, the air conditioning into the vents or whatever uh, have to be changed and it's going to delay things again according to Sinn Féin uh, I mean this is you know what a white elephant I have uh, a, a couple of daughters who live near there I pass by it regularly during the year it's a massive site in the middle of a big built up area that's costing the taxpayer I don't know what it is now 1.3 or 1.4 billion uh, euro and uh, a typical mess yeah and look I think the only the only surprise about this is that it surprised anyone because it was it was, it was always going to happen um, I don't know do, do, are, are you surprised Janus? I'm not no absolutely not <laughs> we, um, we couldn't I, organise uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say it because it's pub talk. But anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. But we couldn't organise a boozing session in a brewery. Like I, yeah. uh, we leave it at that. Yeah, and like that, at the end of the day, we kind of just have to say to ourselves, let's. Like, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of reflecting myself over the last few weeks and months about what we what we do get excited about in this country, and very often we're distracted by this kind of stuff and while it is um, it is shocking that you know it's happening you know we, we knew when the budget tripled on day one that it was going to keep growing and there was going to be keeping yeah. delays you know and it's about time that the media and the political class just said look you know what why are we surprised you know let's let's call a spade a spade it was always going to happen um, yeah. now what do we do about it? That's the conversation we should be having. How do we prevent this in the future? Because we seem to get distracted in the here and now. Yeah, and we seem to make the same mistakes all the time. All the time, because we never we never stop to actually think about, well, why is it that no one's surprised that there's another delay? Why is it that no one's surprised that the budget has quadrupled? Why is it that no one is surprised? Like, we're not surprised. I, I'm, I'm yet to meet a person on the streets of Ireland that has told me they're surprised in any way, shape, or form by the uh, boondoggle that the Children's Hospital has been. Um, they're angry about it. Uh, we're all angry about it. We're working hard. We're paying our taxes. Um, and we're trying to, we're hoping to, against hope that it'll be a fantastic facility for the sick children of Ireland. And no one is doubting that they deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I probably so, will be too. And it probably will be. And, you know, we also have to look now at what the next level of coming up here is. And I don't think anyone has really addressed this in any substantive ways. How are we going to staff this hospital, Shannon? Yeah. Um, like, we can't staff nursing homes. We can't staff our That's right. hospitals. And we can't staff, like, every ward I've been on in the last few months has been understaffed, private or public. It doesn't matter. There simply are not the healthcare professionals in this country for one reason or another, and we all know the list of the laundry list of reasons why our young people get trained and move abroad to New Zealand or Australia or Canada. Half the work for twice the pay is the a motto that I keep hearing. Um, and you know that I, I guarantee you it'll be like the episode of Yes Minister where the hospital is opened and. <laughs> It's staffed by administrators, but there's no healthcare professionals. No healthcare at all. 
just finally then yeah just finally then Emmett I mean I was just thinking about this this morning those five people who are stuck in that submarine down at the bottom of the ocean it it, it, it defies even description as to what's going on inside that as their air runs out yeah look um, it's it must be just horrific look it's it's literally my worst nightmare. Um, Absolutely. I wouldn't, myself, I wouldn't call myself claustrophobic, but I certainly would not like to be stuck in a situation where I know the end is coming. And I'm not sure, I haven't followed the story awfully closely. Are there much in the line of rescue operations? In they're place? trying their best, but I, I, I don't understand too much about it. But they're so far down into the ocean that, first of all, it's pitch black, dark. They have no power. Yeah. Uh, they have oxygen, uh, but apparently it's very, very hard to tell where something is at that depth. Apparently. Wow. Okay. So um, again, we've we've been to the moon. And we're talking about going to Mars, and yet there yeah. are there are uh, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of under the sea that we have yet you are yet to explore. That's right. And for that for that very simple reason that. But the journey after describing it is so hard to navigate it. Um, like uh, uh, my understanding is, this was an expedition, an ex- uh, exploratory That's right. by um, by I suppose adrenaline. And people pay so to get on this thing. They pay. Right, they, yeah. they have somebody who operates it, and there's four people on it then who paid to be on this expedition. It's very expensive, okay. uh, and that's what what the situation is. And is this, uh, this I'm, and again, again, pardon my ignorance, but I understand this has been done before. This isn't the first. Well, it has, yeah, it has been done before, but apparently it's very dangerous. I, I wasn't aware of it either. It went wrong. Yeah, yes. Something just went wrong on yeah. this occasion, and sadly, um, the five people that are on yeah. it at the moment are, are the ones that are going to suffer the consequences. Machinery breaks down. That's the, the brutal reality. No matter how, uh, you know, technology and, and machinery and all that, it breaks down. <laughs> We had more than one or two technical yeah. difficulties on the shores as here, but thankfully they weren't life or death. Um, and look, I, I hope I all we can do is hope and pray that um, a rescue expedition yeah. is successful. successful. Um, but uh, it's just but horrific to think about it. What's going on inside that vessel? It's about the size of a small van. Wow! Yeah. And five people on yeah. limited oxygen, knowing that it's in the dark. In the dark. All we can do is pray for them and hope hope that they're all right. Look at Emmett. Uh, uh, thrilled to have that. Thanks a million for that. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And thanks for your time. Not at all. Thank you, Seamus. God bless you. Enjoyed that. Now, that's uh, Emma Corcoran this week.